Another game, another goal by Zach Benson. Another game, another struggle bus for Uka Pekka Lukanen. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sabres fall 5-3 to three to the Blue Jackets in preseason game number 6. One preseason game to go. We are exactly one week out from the home opener against the New York Rangers. Cannot wait at KeyBank Center. We are seven days away. Another step in the right direction for Zach Benson to play in that game. We'll talk about Benson, what happened with Ukapeka Lukanen in goal. I called it Lukanen's last stand on our last show. And also, interesting uh, projection for the Sabres by ESPN's Greg Wyshynski that I have a thought on uh, a little bit later on in today's show. So all that is coming your way, so stay tuned for that. I had a couple of YouTube questions that I wanted to get to. One from Dean that said, the UPL's got to go now to the AHL. And in case I haven't said it enough, you're not familiar with how that works. Lukanen cannot go to Rochester. He has played too many years in the in the pros. He is no longer eligible to play in the AHL. He would have to be waived. And I think all indications are he would get claimed by somebody should that happen. Um, I had another comment from Scott said UPL is toast after that performance. Again, we'll get to that in a little bit. My thoughts on it, but I did see. Uh, a pretty resounding sentiment from uh, my listeners, our listeners here at Locked on Sabres, that that is what happened. Uh, so stay tuned for that in a little bit. I do want to talk about Zach Benson, though. Five to three, Sabres over the Blue Jackets. Um, at Sabres1970 on YouTube, said, Stop trying to break apart our line one. Skinner, Tage, Tuck, Benson doesn't fill Tuck skates. Do the math from last year. How many goals, assists, total points did that line get us? Uh, real quick, I'm not the one that did it. Don Granado did it on day one of training camp and is yet to put that line back together. And he talked about on Thursday that at any point, he knows Tuck is good with Thompson and Skinner. They have chemistry. So he wants to see if there are some other combinations for Alex Tuck that work on other lines. Tuck has played with Middlestat a little bit in the preseason, and that's looked pretty good. Tuck has played with Cousins for a minute, and we know that worked going back to last year. So I think Tuck has an ability to get all those goals and assists he did last year on the Tage-Skinner line, but do it on other lines. Just a hunch. Benson is the reason why this is happening. Zach Benson scores again. And honestly, if you watch the video back, I retweeted it on my Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. The most impressive part of the play by Benson isn't even the shot, isn't even the finish. Although that was a good job by him there. He's got the puck right outside of the slot, and he puts it past the blocker of Elvis Merzlikens. It's a great goal. The saucer pass he makes right before that on a two-on-one. Benson could try to force a uh, – this is his hockey sense on display. A lot of guys have the puck, left shot, and they're facing to the left. The, the net is to their left. So the passer, you know, the guy coming with them, you could very easily just flip it, wrist shot over to him, or, or forehand, I should say, and that'll make it easier for the defenseman to break it up. Benson fakes the forehand pass. He 
drags it to the backhand, and that's where the saucer pass comes off his stick, and he gets it across the ice to Lucas Rusek, who was not able to handle it, but that wasn't Benson's fault. It was a perfect pass. Rusek then is able to corral it on the wall. Benson has already read the play. He knows Rusek has recovered this puck, so he opens up his skates. He starts sliding down towards the slot. Rusek puts it on his tape so that the moment that happens, Benson's able to line up a shot and put it past Merzlikens. It's a great goal. Hockey sense on display. Playmaking is on display. And finishing is all on display by Zach Benson, who scored again his fifth point in five preseason games. Point of game. I tweeted superstar. And I'm only half kidding when I say that. Because who are the guys that make teams right out of camp that aren't number one overall picks? Who are those guys? They are stars because first overall picks, second overall picks, a lot of times they'll get the benefit of the doubt, you know, or they'll be playing for a really bad team where it's easier to make the roster. Um, Think of when, I don't know. I mean, I could go back to Eichel, but think of what Jack Hughes made the devils. Jack Hughes was not ready for the NHL. He proved that he had what 20 points in his rookie year, but why did he make the devils in his rookie year? Not because he wasn't going to be good or not because he was great that year. It was because he was the number one overall pick. You have inherent pressure to get the guy right in. And two, the Devils were horrible, so it was easier to make that roster. The Sabres are not horrible. They're built for a playoff run right now. And it's a, it's a harder forward group to make. And Benson being a 13th overall pick, they, the Sabres have every reason to not keep him up that isn't related to his play. So he's really got to earn it more than any rookie does. And who are those guys? Two names that come to mind, even though I know they're second-round picks. But two second-round picks that are the peak example of, hey, these guys made their teams out of their first training camp as 18-year-olds. They had to be unbelievable. Pat Patrice Bergeron did that for the Bruins, and he turned into, a, of course, a Hall of Famer. And Ryan O'Reilly did it. He was an early second-round pick. He made the avalanche right away, and he's been a great player for 10 years. So those are the guys that make the team right out of camp that aren't first overall picks. They generally become stars. And that's why right now I'm I'm really not even thinking about Benson making the opening night roster anymore. It would be stunning to me if Benson didn't make the opening night roster. I'm dreaming more about what is his ceiling for year one and beyond. For year one, you know, you might have questions about his height and his weight and his ability to play an 82-game schedule. I brought up one example uh, this morning on Twitter. Tyler Ennis, in the 2010-2011 season, which, by the way, wasn't even an 18-year-old season for him, was an age 21 season for him. But rookie Tyler Ennis, at age 21, three years older than Benson, was the same height, five foot nine, as Zach Benson, and was only two pounds heavier at 161 pounds. Literally the same size. Ennis that year had played in all 82 games, He had 20 goals, 29 assists for 49 points. He added a game-winning goal and three assists in the playoffs. I think those are realistic expectations for Zach Benson. And sitting here today, him getting to 50 points, him getting to 20 goals, especially on that line with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, I think is completely within his grasp and maybe even higher. Now, what is he forever for the future? I mean, as it stands today, guys that have superstar capabilities most likely to become a superstar. On this team. Well, two guys have already done it. Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin. Behind that, I might put Benson number three. Really, I might put him above Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn, Matthew Savoy, Yuri Kulik, all those guys. 
I really think Benson, we'll see very early for this, but could be a 100-point player. That that Those are the types of lofty expectations, and those are the types of dreams that come about when a player at that draft pick makes a team at 18. Doesn't have to happen that way, but generally those guys that are superstars will show it early on, and Benson is showing it early on. What about Alex Tuck? Tuck getting a little bit of ice time away from Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson. Um, he did not, or he did play in this game against Columbus with Casey Middlestat. Got 16 minutes of ice time. I thought it looked pretty good. He didn't put anything up on the score sheet, but I thought Tuck looked pretty good on a line with Middlestat. Um, I like that combination. I Olafson though, playing with Cousins just makes me, I don't know. I don't love that combo. I thought Olafson, an observation from Sabres and Blue Jackets, was really tough. You know, the book's out on him. When he's not scoring goals, he's not doing much. He was really harming the Sabres in his shifts last night. Just getting bumped off the pucks so easily, getting stick-lifted so easily, just not taking the right angles. For every ounce of hockey sense that Zach Benson have feel, has, I feel like the opposite is true of Victor Olofsson. He's the, I just, it's the opposite. Benson always knows where to be. Benson knows how to win leverage battles, knows how to take angles. And I feel like Olsen just doesn't have any of that. Olsen's got a shot and that's really it. And the more I watch him, the more I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I didn't want him playing at the end of last year. I'm, I'm getting back to the, to wanting to trade him. I, I was there in the off season that I got away from it because of Quinn's injury. And now I'm returning as I watch him. Like I, I think they should try to trade him. Honestly, time out here. What about Lukanen? Lukanen played the whole game. I called it his last stand. How'd he do? We'll get to that when we come back on the Locked On Savers podcast. We are presented by Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job, and boom. Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you can have you can make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply, cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need indeed. Back here on the Locked On Savers podcast with Joe DiBiase. Finn checking in from upstairs somewhere with the barks time uh, to get to what happened in that five to three blue jackets over the Sabres. Lukanen played the whole game. And I said, it's his last stand. He's got to play well. He's got to, he's got to play well. If he wants a shot at overtaking Eric Comrie, how'd it go? Well, the goals weren't necessarily horrible, but he let in four. And the expected goals in the game for Columbus were 2.23. So he allowed more than a goal and a half more than what was expected of him in that game. 
Yeah, I know Columbus outshot the Sabres uh, 32-26. to I know high-danger scoring chances in this game were 18 for Columbus, 4 for the Sabres. But you can't let in 4, especially when the numbers tell you you shouldn't be letting in more than 2 in, in reality. I just don't think he did enough. I don't think he did enough. He made some nice saves. I thought he was had some good scrambling moments where the puck was just all over the place and he kind of recovered well. Um, but it just wasn't there. An 875 save percentage in this game. Here's the thing. Sabres got outplayed in the game, right? Well, there are going to be games that they're going to get outplayed. And once in a while, you need your goalie to win one for you. And Devin Levi is capable of doing that. And I'm not really that confident Eric Comrie is capable of doing that. But... That's the thing with Lukanen. He wins games, right? He won on an 11-3 and 2 stretch or whatever last year. But if you're not scoring, if your team doesn't play great in front of him, he's not winning. He's not winning the Sabres games that they shouldn't win. And that's what you need out of a goalie. Once in a while, can you win me a game as a team where I don't deserve it, but you just stand on your head for a game and you bail one out for us? Because Levi's capable of doing that. Comrie maybe is more so. Lukanen's not. Lukanen does not do that. Here's another example of, oh, they didn't play well in front of him. Well, he let in four because that's just what happens with Ukapeka Lukanen. So what happens now? Well, one more preseason game Friday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And my idea before Don Granato spoke on Thursday was, well, maybe give him half another shot. Maybe you go 50-50. Comrie for half a game and Lukanen for half a game. That's not what's going to happen. Don Granato said on Thursday that Levi is going to play Friday, that he wants to get him some reps again before the start of the season. So Devin Levi is going to mix in here, which means only one other goalie is going to dress and play, I believe, for this game. We'll see, though. So I don't know. Do you give him another two periods? Are you sure you know what Comrie is? I mean, I might want to put Comrie out there and say, all right, last nail in the coffin. I'm going to give you the hammer. I'm going to give you the nail. Can you put it through? And that might be my plan. Levi gets a period and Comrie gets two periods. And if you play well, you're the number two. And if you don't play well, we might have to go into the season with three goalies and figure it out from there. Keep this competition going. But I'd want to give Comrie the shot, I think, to to earn it. Not just keep giving Lucan in chance after chance after chance to fail it because he's been doing that. Give Comrie one more chance to earn it. He's been doing that, and maybe he could do it again. Um, But Levi playing on Friday night does throw a little bit of a weird wrinkle into how they'll go about this. Or maybe, you know, I I am wondering more and more if they will just carry three. I really don't think they want to, but I wonder if they feel like they have to. I don't know how they make that work, though, with Benson. You know, my, my fear right now for Benson would be, if anything, and I would hate this. I hope this is not the case, and I hope I'm reading too much into it and that it's not something they're thinking about. But my fear is they can't find another roster spot to open up. And they don't want to lose Lukanen for nothing. And they want Comrie to be the number two. And they think, well, Benson's been good, but we don't really, we probably won't keep him past nine games anyway. So let's just send him down now. And they don't give him a shot at the start of the year. I think that would be insane. I don't think they'll do that. A little bit of a fear that they would, though. That, well, if it's nine games, it's a, if it's a week of let's see how good Zach Benson is versus we lose Lucan in forever, they would pick Lucan in forever. Um, but I, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think he's valuable enough for that. I just, I would not, wouldn't even bother. I would let him go. 
Luking in some more numbers in this game. Again, a full game that he gets in uh, against. Actually, for the preseason as a whole, um, Lukanen has faced. You know, this isn't updated. Never mind. Scratch all this. One game played. Um, not all this, but just the uh, the numbers for the preseason. Um, he does have the highest, the lowest, I should say, expected goals for goals against against the. Uh, against the opponent, as opposed to Comrie. Uh, Levi's been really good. Devin Cooley even had was good in that one game he played. Tukarski was fine. Um, I'm not afraid of Tukarski, by the way, being their third goalie. Like, I, he's he's nothing Tukarski. He's nothing crazy. Um, I still think your third goalie matters all that much. And what's Tukarski done? I mean, last year he played four games. The year before he played for the Sabres, an 899 save percentage. It's better than Lukanen. Look at that. He played 29 games the year before. He had an 899. Last year, Lucan had played 33, and he had an 891. I know it's just save percentage, but how much worse are you really getting? You're losing some upside, but I'm giving up on that upside. Time out here when we come back. Reg Wyshynski, what's he picking for the Sabres? It might be uh, triggering for some of you Sabre fans. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet it's two hundred dollars bonus bets win or lose and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action there's football right now the baseball playoffs are ongoing hockey's coming up in under a week there's spreads player props over-unders plenty more to look through so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season FanDuel official partner of the national football league final segment here on the locked on savers podcast Sneaky Joe DiBiase, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Be sure to check us out on our YouTube channel where you can watch the show. I'm wearing a Washington National shirt today, and I have no idea why. Uh, You know, end of the laundry cycle. I'm looking through, and I'm thinking, "Eh, it's baseball playoff season. I know the Nationals are not in the playoffs, um, but it's like the only baseball shirt I own. So, uh, whatever, I'll throw it on. It's a a T-shirt. So, that's why I'm wearing a National shirt. I I think I went went to a game there like two years ago, uh, if you're wondering. Anyways, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN. We referenced his goalie combo rankings the other day. Well, he's now doing his NHL predictions. Um, and he put them out. Round table. It's a round table of predictions. It wasn't just him, but a lot of the guys at ESPN. And a couple of interesting predictions. Um, one question that was asked among the panel. Which rookie not named Connor Bedard are you most excited to see? Uh, and multiple people. Victoria uh, Matias, who's an NHL analyst. Uh, Wyshynski both said that Devin Levi was the answer to their question. Um, who, what else did they put in here? How many goals will Tage Thompson score was in here? And, you know, 50 was being said the more interesting part of their predictions article, though. I do think is just straight up. What is going to happen with the playoffs and Greg Wyshynski VSPN. You're going to see more and more NHL predictions in the next couple days has the Sabres just missing the playoffs. Has Tampa missing the playoffs? Has Ottawa just getting in? Just getting in. And that is going to, I think, make some Sabre fans upset. Not even just that, not even just that, you know, that the Sabres wouldn't get in, but that Ottawa's going to pass them. That would sting. That would sting a lot. I don't like this, though. I like Ottawa. I can see them making the playoffs. I actually even, I'll do my predictions next week. I might get to picking them both to make the, the postseason. I keep looking at Boston's opening night lineup and thinking that team is not going to be great up front. The Sabres can't finish behind Ottawa. Why would they also, why, what has Ottawa done 
that would put them above the Sabres. I like, you know, having a full year of Jacob Chikrin, I think will help a lot. Um, but what else did they really do in the offseason? I mean, they signed Vladimir Tarasenko. Okay, he's fine. He's good, but he's not a core piece to your puzzle. They signed Jonas Corposalo. I'm not trusting that guy in that. I'm trusting him a lot less in that than even I'm trusting Devin Levi. So I like the Sabres in goal more. I think the Sabres are right there, actually better on the blue line because they're more top-heavy than the Senators are. And that was one thing that I disagreed with Wyshynski on that he wrote about as a reason why the Sabres would miss the playoffs is that their blue line is not good enough. I don't agree with that. I think their depth has question marks. Can Connor Clifton be more than a third-pair defenseman? That's a question. Is Ryan is uh, Eric Johnson have anything left in the tank because he's looked a little washed? That's a big question. But the big three are not questions. Dalene's not a question. Power's not a question. Samuelson's not a question. They have three guys like that. And Ottawa, Ottawa's got two. Two and th- maybe three. But I would take the Sabres three over there, three of Shabbat, Chikorin, and Jake Sanderson. So that's where I'm at. Um, and forward-wise, the Sabres scored a billion goals last year. And Ottawa was fine, but they didn't score as many goals as the Sabres did. Um, last year, if you look at how many goals each team scored. The Sabres scored, um, where did it go here? Goals for 296 goals. Ottawa scored 261 goals. That's a lot. 32 goals is a big difference. Uh, 35 goals, you should say. is a big difference between the two. Um, you know, there were a bunch of teams in the middle of that. Toronto was in between that. Tampa was in between that. Florida was in between that. Um, Ottawa finished fourth from the bottom in goals scored. Uh, somehow Toronto finished uh below the Sabres too. But anyways, I Ottawa's my biggest problem. Ottawa can't finish above the Sabres. I think the Sabres are ready for development and picking them to plateau like Bushinsky did. That's telling you that you think there's going to be a lot of regression around the roster. Cause you have to acknowledge they're going to get better in net. Um, even with just Levi, they're going to get better in net. So where's the regression coming? Tuck Tuck's the possible answer. Um, I would have seen like to have seen that explained. So I'll have my predictions next week though. And I'll keep you updated on uh, any other big uh, big time media guys that are predicting the NHL season. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Next time on the show, we will preview Sabres and Penguins, the final preseason game, and we'll give you any more updates on the roster that we might have for you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.